0: Shalom, shalom, shalom. Welcome to Bible Learner's Corner in which we translate scriptures into pictures. We are going to have topical discussion on Jesus, the resurrection. Jesus, the resurrection. We read in the book of John 11, starting from verse 1. John 11 we see Jesus resurrecting Lazarus. The book of John 11, John 11 talks about the death of Lazarus. John 11 starting from verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Verse 4. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory, so that God's Son, may be glorified through it let's pray heavenly father we thank you for the gift of life that you have given us in our lord and savior jesus christ who died that we may have life lord jesus we thank you that you laid down your life for us to have life in you lord we thank you you died and you resurrected. You are alive. We have hope. We have a future. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 We read in the book of First Thessalonians 4. We're talking about believers who have died. The book of We tell you that we who are still alive who are left behind until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep for the Lord himself Will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first after that we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we'll be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. We read this in the book of First Thessalonians 4 verses 13 to 18. The book of John 5, the book of John 5, starting from verse 21, verses 21 to 30. John 5, verse 21 says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He died and was buried. Jesus received the news, but decided to come four days later to comfort mother, And Mary, the sisters of Lazarus. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Lord, mother said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask, she said. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again mother said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. One who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come in the world. We read this in John 11, verses 18 to 21. Verse 32 says, When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Then Jesus said Did I not tell you that if you believe you see the glory of God? So they took away the stone Then Jesus looked up and said Father, I thank you that you heard me. I knew that you always hear me But I say this for the benefit of these people standing here that they may believe that you sent me when he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen clothed around his face. In the book of 1 Corinthians 15, the book of 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, "For." If the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 16 and 17. Verse 20 to 23. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead first fruits of those who have fallen asleep since death came through a man the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man as in adam all die so in christ all will be made alive but each in turn christ the first fruits then when he comes those who belong to him now Lazarus' body came out of the tomb. The body of Lazarus was not the glorified body. But as we read in verse 35 of 1 Corinthians 15, Paul is talking about the body, the resurrection body. He says, but someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? answer is that the body that is sown is perishable, it's raised imperishable, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it's raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. One thing we need to understand is that the body of mankind in this life, this present life. This body has been designed for this life, the natural life. There is another body that is a spiritual body which is awaiting all those that will live this life in Christ. And that is what Paul is trying to explain that the present body is perishable but the next body will be imperishable so all those people who die this life if they die in Christ in the next life when they are resurrected they'll be raised in a body that is imperishable this body is sown in dishonor just like sowing seed it's buried, it's buried in dishonor. It's raised in glory at the time of resurrection. It will be raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. At resurrection it will be raised in power. It's now a natural body but at resurrection it will be raised a spiritual body. This is the book of 1 Corinthians 15 verses 35, 42 to 44. So Paul continues to say, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So all that is in this present life is perishable, but in the next life, all that will be there will be imperishable. Paul continues to say, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we who are still alive will be changed. So when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then the saying that is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory where O death is your victory where O death is your sting first corinthians 15 verses 50 to 55 therefore we see Paul is talking about the natural body, the bodies that man has in the present life. But after this life, when someone dies in Christ, at the time of resurrection, they'll be raised with an imperishable body, which is a spiritual body. And for those who will still be alive at that time, but they are in Christ. At the twinkling of an eye, their bodies, natural bodies, will be changed into spiritual bodies. Therefore, in the next life, people will be having a different body, a spiritual body that is imperishable, a body that is in glory, in power imperishable and spiritual Paul also talks about the new body in the book of 2nd Corinthians 5 Paul talks about the new body 2nd Corinthians 5 verses 1 to 5 for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed we have a building from God an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands. He's talking about this body, the current body is a tent. The tent is not a permanent place to dwell in, temporary place. So the bodies that we have at the moment are like a tent that will be destroyed so that we gain or we receive a new body a body which is a building from God an eternal house in heaven not built by human hands, but by God meanwhile we've grown longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling because when we are clothed we will not be found naked For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by fire. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God who has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. So, we see that this body, a temporary dwelling place, will be destroyed. And as long as one is in Christ, they have that hope of receiving a new body. And this body, the natural body, is mortal. But through the salvation that's man has received through Jesus Christ the salvation that has provided us the garment of salvation and a robe of righteousness. We therefore have to prepare and make sure that we keep that garment spotless and in the last day when the Lord Jesus returns, that garment will be now be officially translated into what is eternal the heavenly dwelling therefore verse 6, 2 corinthians 5 verse 6 therefore we are always confident and know that as long as we are at at home in the body Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident. I say, and would prefer to be away from the body, at home, with the Lord. So, we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from him for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for things done while in the body whether good or bad 2nd Corinthians 5 verses 6 to 10 so we have seen that this present body although it's a temporary we need to use it for God's glory. Therefore, before that time comes when the body will be translated into the glorious body that is imperishable, we have to use it for the glory of our Lord. So verse 14 says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. That is Jesus Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Second Corinthians five, verses fourteen to seventeen.
1: You are my you are who the world. Oh
0: Again we're going to talk about man and judgments. Man is to die once and judgment thereafter. Precious brethren, it's a noble thing to be born into this life, to be born in this world and be a part of God's wonderful creation, having the opportunity to live this present life here on earth and eventually move into eternal life. It is an opportunity that God has granted us that we may live a life, a temporary life, with hope of entering the next life which is eternal. It is appointed for man to die once, but after this the judgment we read this in the book of Hebrews 9 verse 27 it is appointed for men to die once but after this the judgment the book of Ecclesiastes also says the end of a thing is better than its beginning that is Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 the psalmist also talks about the time man lives in this life remember how short a man's time is for what futility have you created all the children of men what man can live and not see death can he deliver his life from the power of the grave the psalms ask this question we read this in the book of psalm 89 verse 47 to 49 Job asks a similar question. If a man dies, shall he live again? Job asks this question in Job 14, verse 14. Job is in quest for a Redeemer. The book of Ecclesiastes talks about the living and the dead. The book of Ecclesiastes 9, verses 4 to verse 6 talks about the living. The living know that they will die but the dead know nothing the dead have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten also their love their hatred and their envy have now perished never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun but for him who is joined to all the living there is hope for a living dog is better than a dead life. Man must know that this life is temporary and they know that one day every man will die. When their day comes, no one will stop it from happening. So the living know that they will die, but those who are dead know nothing. They have gone and only God knows where they are. But one day they are going to be resurrected and they appear before the Lord for judgment. All men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We read this in the book of Romans 9. Going back to the beginning of time when God created man, book of Genesis, we see through adam's disobedience came sin man was condemned to death but due to god's love for mankind he made provision for man's salvation and eternal life in jesus christ through jesus christ's death on the cross man was forgiven he was given another chance as we read in the book of Job, Job understands that all men die, but he wonders if a man shall live again once he dies. God did the best he could to address the predicament Job and I believe all mankind is facing because most people are not sure. They haven't believed and they don't know whether man shall live again. You ask someone what's going to happen after this life, they say, I don't know, I don't care. So, most people are still ignorant. They don't want to believe that man has been given another chance. Man, through Adam's disobedience, lives in sin and condemned to death. But whoever has accepted the good news of god's grace and mercy that has been provided through the salvation that has been made available by jesus christ dying on the cross by believing in the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ they have hope and eternal life jesus says in john 10:10. A thief comes only to steal to kill and to destroy but I have come that man may have life abundant life eternal life so God did the best he could to address the predicament Job was facing through God's grace and mercy he provided an answer to man's question by Practically demonstrating His love and allowing His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross at Calvary to redeem man from his sins. Only through believing in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and His finished works on the cross that one can have eternal life. Whoever does not believe remains condemned and will have eternal damnation. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Paul talks about this in Romans 9 verse 18. There is none righteous. No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God have all turned aside they have together become unprofitable there is none who does good no not one for there is no difference as all have sinned. and fall short of the glory of god so being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom god set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness. That he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Romans 3 verses 22 to 26 as we read the book of job 19 the book of job 19 verses 25 26 and 27 after a heated argument with his friends job finally makes a conclusion but for him who is joined to all the living there is hope says job for i know that my redeemer lives he shall stand at last on the earth. After my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me, Job says in Job 19 verses 25, 26, and 27. Well, despite the agony Job was going through at the time, he remained steadfast in faith. God eventually gave him an insight into the future and God had a plan to redeem mankind from the curse of sin and death as a result of the first Adam's disobedience. It became clear that at an appointed time in the future, God was going to do a thing he had purposed in his heart to redeem mankind. Job knew that the Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. And even if Job died in his flesh, he would one day see God. Prophetically speaking, Job reminds his friends to beware of God's judgment to come in future. He admonished all to be afraid of the sword for themselves for wrath brings the punishment of the sword that all may know there is a judgment we read this in the book of job 19 verses 26 to 29 job foresaw the coming of the redeemer and the persecutions that would follow so we see job saying in job 19 verses 29 28 and 29 job says how my heart yearns within me if you should say how shall we persecute him since the root of the matter is found in me be afraid of the sword for yourselves, for wrath brings the punishment of the sword that you may know there is judgment this judgment will be executed by him whom they persecuted but they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead for this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead peter first peter 4 verse 4 peter says for this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh but live according to God in the spirit referring to the same prophetic a statement that was given by Job in the book of Matthew 10 verses 16 to 20 We see Jesus sending out his twelve disciples, saying, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. Jesus taught the fear of God, advising the disciples to confess Christ before men. Jesus Christ reiterated the fact that he had come into this world to bring division and not peace. You read this in verse. 34 Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, Jesus said. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. This is recorded in Matthew 10 verses 34 to 37. in our place. We read the book of uh, Romans 5 about God demonstrating His love towards mankind. The book of Romans 5 verses 6 to 11 God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us. For when we were still without strength in due time christ died for the ungodly the redeemer jesus christ was persecuted and delivered to be hanged on the cross jesus cautioned his followers and those he had died for that they also would face persecutions he however told them to persevere and that in the end they would overcome therefore produce perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 5 verses 1 to 5 so here we see jesus christ dying in the place of the sinner the first adam brought about death to all mankind through disobedience and the last adam jesus christ brought about hope through obedience so death came in adam and life came in Christ the first Adam brought in death and the last Adam brought in life eternal while we were still without strength and enemies with God in due time Christ died for us the ungodly therefore if through the death of his son Jesus Christ we were reconciled to God. Much more, we shall be saved by His life through this ministry of reconciliation. Through Adam, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all mankind, because all sinned. By the one man's offence, many died. Through this offence came judgments, which resulted in condemnation. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteousness, through one man's righteous act, the free gifts came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made riches. We read this in Romans 5, verses 6 to 19. The book of Romans 5, from verses 16 to 19. As many as are baptized, into Christ Jesus are baptized into his death. They are buried with him through baptism into death. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. As many as are baptized into Christ Jesus are baptized into his death, they are buried with him through baptism into death. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Since we have been united together in the likeness of His death, we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. Our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin for the death that he died he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives he lives to god romans 6 verses 1 to 10 therefore christ has entered into heaven itself Hebrews 9 says Christ has entered into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us once at the end of the ages he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself as it is appointed for men to die once but after this the judgment so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly await for him he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation Hebrews 9 verses 11 to 28 Ezekiel the prophet the hand of the Lord took Ezekiel the prophet in the valley of dry bones he said to him, Son of man Can these bones live? O Lord, you know, answered the prophet. The Lord then commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live, then you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. You read this, the book of Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 28. We need to understand that God is mighty. He has created us for a purpose. He has a plan for each and everyone's life. We therefore need to know that the life in this world is a journey. It is a journey. It's a short life. It's temporary and therefore people need to be very careful In that, we use it to glorify our God, our Maker, our Creator, as we await the next life, the eternal life, the life God wants us to have. We need to know that we were born in sin. We need to repent, we need to turn away from our wicked ways and seek the face of our lord that we may be saved that we may have hope for eternal life jesus speaking to one of the pharisees the man who came to see him at night nicodemus the man nicodemus was told that he must be born again nicodemus didn't know what it means one Being born again so according to John 3 Jesus talks about someone born of flesh is flesh and someone born of spirit is spirit so in this life we were born of our parents flesh but we need to be born again that is be born of the Spirit be born of God so that we can qualify to move into the next life, which is spiritual. So we have to start the journey now by repenting for forgiveness of our sins, believing in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, so that we are justified by faith to be the righteousness of God and to live the life that God wants us to live, a life of godliness and holiness, so that we are able to see God. The Bible says, Without holiness, no man will see God. Therefore, we need to live a righteous life, and to prepare for the return of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. The time is near. Repent, be born again, and have hope. Hope for the next life, eternal life in heaven.
2: Shalom. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like what I've heard The tender whisper of love in the dead of night And you tell me that you're pleased And that I'm never alone You're a good, good father It's who you are It's who you are